other people besides us yeah. are yeah. trying to figure out how do you how do you quote unquote do it all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hello, you're listening to the Parenting Alchemy podcast where we help parents just like you to raise good human beings in confidence and ease using connection-based parenting and self-healing techniques. How do we manage the things that we need to get done with Mm. our kids, school? Mm. So obviously other people besides us are trying to figure out how do you how do you quote unquote do it all? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do it all. Why? Uh, for me personally, I uh, when I look at my life and the way it's organized, because I'm definitely not the most organized person. As a matter of fact, I'm still barely working on it, but I understand it to be a priority. So that way my life can flow uh, very effortlessly, right? And that's that's the whole intention is for it to flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I look at each part or aspect of my life is my relationship to them. Every single thing that I do, it's it's a relationship. Every, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as we've spoken about so many times before. And when I look at this relationship, I, I always question myself, what is this relationship founded on? You know, is it founded on fear? Or is it founded on love? And if I notice a little fear coming into play, then I'm, I'm going to take a look at it and see what is it that I can do um, to, to make it go into love. Because I understand that if my interest is from love, then it becomes effortless. Mm-hmm. So if I can look at my relationship with my kids and the job and love them both equally then at least that's a starting point for me. So I can see it differently. So I can see my relationship with my son, uh, instead of it being a chore to change his diapers, to get him to school, you know, I, I can actually enjoy walking him to school. I can enjoy, you know, smelling on his armpits as I change his diaper. Mm. You know, I can enjoy those small little moments so that I can think of it not as a parenting duty, rather something that I love. Mm-hmm. And that's going to translate into them loving me. And, you know, it just keeps going down. So the way I approach, you know, my projects, my my tasks, if I'm doing something that doesn't feel good to me, then I understand that I need to pivot to something else that feels good to me. Um, so if I'm doing work right now that just doesn't feel right at all and it's clashing with my relationship with my kids, then I know that needs adjusting. So it's just a little awareness, I would say, just for that to start in the in the manner that you wish for it to start with the intention to get a hold of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a similar I uh, or similar thought process to that because you know for me personally I have my work which I get to do from home is a really big plus. Yeah. Uh, the downside of that is the separation of work and and home life, you know, when right. the kids are here, because it's also my office space, the same dining table that we gather as a family is also my office when I'm working. And uh, I, some days they get out early, you know, there's early out, which, which I'm like, who created early out? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> my day doesn't end at 1pm, you know? <laughs> 
exactly. but they have, they have early out and um and so especially on the days that were early out i was trying to still work or or sometimes when i when i would pick them up and we go home and then we have snacks and then they get settled and then they transition and then i would try to work mm-hmm. and i realized that it wasn't helping my relationship with them because if i was trying to focus on a project or I was trying to focus on something that I wanted to finish. And then I got interrupted, which is gonna happen with kids because they don't care that you have a deadline. You know, you're right there. So I'm talking to you because you're right here. Uh, So, um, and they don't know one moment while I finish, you know, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, I would have a hard time getting back in focus to the project. Mm. Definitely was not being present mm-hmm. um, to whatever it is that they were saying. I was in my mind, I'm just right. thinking, what is it? Cause I got to get back to the work. Mm. And I had to submit to the fact that I just can't do anything that requires focus while I have them, you know, like if yes. they're here after school, if I'm going to get on the computer to work on something, it better be something that is, um, not mindless because the work I'm doing is not mm-hmm. mindless, but that that is is a project that if I can if I have to stop it mid project is okay. So almost like mm-hmm. the creative, actually creative work, I can actually do that with. Yeah, nice. um, more than um, technical or like yeah our um logistic type work but creative work i'm like okay anything that falls on the creative work i can actually do that because i can just stop it and just say Mm. well we're done and then Mm. be present and that was hard because i still had the projects to finish Mm. but it was it made that relationship and engagement with them easier and the truth is they're gone at school you know, we get up at um, 6, 6.30. They, we drive out to school at 7.30. They're gone from 8 o'clock to, except for the early days, for 8 o'clock to like 3. And we get home with all the pickups at like 4. Like they yeah. deserve to have me at that point, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, is, I, had, I had to reorganize the structure of my day and mm. become more effective when I'm with them because- nice what you were saying, the relationship, mm. the relationship matters. It wasn't benefiting my work anyway. It was, it was, my work was being interrupted and the relationship with them was being interrupted. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think part of organizing is just realizing what's not working. Yeah, really. Yeah. What's not working. And even when I'm just listening to you, you speak about it and every, every time something were to happen that was not desirable to you, my question is like, what are your initial reaction thoughts to that? Like if you were to ask yourself, like if this presents myself presents to me in a way that I don't like it, what's your initial go-to thought? I'm curious. You mean like if, um, like if it's not going the way you want it to, like what, what, what is your initial reaction in relation to your kids and with work and you know, this is such a good question. I was, because like I was saying earlier, I was having a similar discussion with one of the moms from the parenting alchemy membership. And we were talking about how you get all these 
great tips. Like always say yes, whenever you can, you know, be in a calm and positive mindset. And when they are, when, when they're needing your attention, be present. And like all these things that seem, yeah, okay, great. And then on the moment when you have so many things piled on top of you, um, and then because you're operating from uh, already maximized capacity, Mm-hmm. None of that works at the moment. You know, it's like yeah, it's yeah. great when you are operating from an overflow, which is the ideal case. But when mm-hmm. you're already getting to that tip of your capacity and mm-hmm. know the right things to do, but then they're not, you know, they're not actually going to work. So, what's a realistic thing yes. that you can do? Mm-hmm. And so, I was saying for me, is um, I do somatic tricks to, Mm. to kind of trick my brain to not go towards the triggering moment. Mm. Um, And that, that might mean, for example, pinching myself when I'm feeling like, all right, Mm. you, all your positive thoughts are not working right now. Um, You're getting towards that triggering moment. It's not working. And I will, I will, I will um, zap, you know, like actually pinch my skin Mm. And to kind of tell my brain, focus on that instead. And it kind of diffuses the trigger that was about to erupt. Mm. Um, It's kind of like in birth, there's this thing called the 10th unit. I mean, it's not just in birth, actually. The 10th unit is used for sciatica and backaches and all this stuff. And what it does is it gives you an electric shot when you're in pain. Mm-hmm. And the electric shot tricks your brain to, f- to focus on that little shot that you're getting, shock yeah. that you're getting, and not on the intensity of the other pain that you have. So mm-hmm. it's a similar concept when I do the somatic trick. Mm-hmm. And then I think what's important is I cannot beat myself up over the fact that right. my mindful techniques didn't work at that moment. Instead, yeah. I have to strategize mm-hmm. and say, what led to that moment, like what, especially if there's a pattern, like what, what led to that moment and Mm -hmm. what could I change now going forward to not find myself in the same position? Mm -hmm. And, and then I come up with an action plan without beating myself up because that does nothing good for me at all. Right. So it's just a, all right, what am I going to do next? And then I can implement that. And if it doesn't work, my new strategy, then all right, strategize again. That that wasn't quite it. What else could it be that I need to reorganize in our lives so that I don't get to that moment? And that's actually the same thing that happened when I was finding myself getting frustrated when I had the kids with me and I was trying to work at the same time. I that it took a few of days for me to realize you need to strategize again. You need to reorganize what's happening. Mm-hmm see, analyze the situation, come up with a new plan. Nice. So that's, that's what I do. Um, Because all the nice things are nice, and they work really good Mm -hmm. until the moment that you start to get triggered. And then (laughs) then they go out the window. So then you need to, to work with the mind at that point, like the brain, the actual functioning of the brain at that point, you need to work with that. What do you do? Yeah, first I, I love the tips because yes, like and asking yourself those questions as you lead up to that triggering point is so helpful, you know, because you can approach it in so many different ways. 
so many things that you can do prior to that. And just again, another level of awareness <clears throat> for me personally, what I've been experiencing, at least, you know, in these past couple months, I would say, um, is yeah, first just being aware of times that when it does happen. So I review myself or evaluate myself, you know, let's say a couple of weeks back. And I look at myself in the moments when I get upset or angry. Who was I before I got upset mm. and angry? Mm -hmm. Was I already upset and angry? And did that transfer over to me being even more upset and angry? Um, that's one recognition. So once I see that play out, um, my my go-to actually now is pause. And again, just going back to silence, Giselle. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my go-to. Um, and I notice it working really well with my seven-year-old. Mm. Um, my seven-year-old, he, his mind is just about everywhere. And, you know, as, as, as me trying to being, be on the single lane, I, I lose track of what, uh, what, what his thoughts are. Mm -hmm. And when he is, uh, giving me a hard time in my eyes, not necessarily in his eyes, but in my eyes, if he's giving me a hard time, you know, it takes a lot for me to, um, you know, hold back and not say what, what it is that I want to say right off the bat, because that's not always good. That's always based mm -hmm. off my reaction and the anger state that I already am in. So what helps when I pause, I can observe again, those thoughts, those thoughts trickling down saying, you know, you're a bad dad or whatever you're about to say, is not going to be good. I allow those thoughts to come in. And then I look at my son for, I actually look, I, I attempt to look beyond the body and I look at his soul again. So it's just soul. And I look, I look at him for who he really is. And he's just this joyful, playful kid, mm -hmm. you know, in his own childlike state. And here I am as a serious person coming, infringing upon this childlike state. And how do I get to that childlike state? And the, the pause really allows me to do that for me. And even if, if things are going wild, in the background, I have a two-year-old and wife's talking and the seven-year-old is right here. I can still pause within that moment and within my own mind and approach it um, very calmly. And when I notice my voice spe speaking the way it is right now, then I know I'm on track because mm -hmm. I'm calm. And then that situation actually turns out to be really good. And he comes back to me with even a better solution that I would have ever thought you know because he he listens to me as well he actually listens even though if i think he doesn't listen mm -hmm. you know so i'm blinded by that truth in in a way so yeah the, the pause really allows me just to come back just keep coming back again reeling me back um from those emotions um mm -hmm. but at the same time now if i can organize that and get myself to ask a little different questions so that I can strategize like you mentioned i think that could really help round it off so i don't get into those situations from the get-go i think that's that's one of the key things and mm. again because i know you and i we're not alone in this anybody that's listening and is a parent and works and even if if they're a stay-at-home parent they're working you know they're doing a full-time job 24 seven, yeah. like just the, that whole, how do I do the things I need to do? Yeah. I can do them when they're easy. I can, I can be the parent that I want to be when 
when when is easy to do it? What about when it gets a little bit challenging? What about yeah, when I'm point. getting maxed out and I didn't get to take enough breaks during the daytime or I've just been doing too much? And you know, for mm. you, it's the pause. Is yeah. uh, I, I need pause and be and and then be present. Yeah. You know, and for me, is the the somatic work and and then mm. be present, and mm. then and then the following of that is the who, like you were saying, who, who was I before that moment? You know, what, before I started to get that maxed out, yeah. uh, what, what was happening? Who was I? Yeah. And then the way that I think of that is what do I need to do to not find myself in that position again? Right. You know, cause it's, mm-hmm. it's the great thing about conscious parenting is, is not as, as we're both talking, we're not pointing at our kids. You know, we're not saying Never. if, okay, so how do we get our kids right. to not interrupt us, you know, right. and let us do what we need to do? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's very easy. That's, that's so easy. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, we look, we need to look at us because they, their needs are basic. They're not asking mm-hmm. us for that much as I got home no. from school. I want your attention. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have something cool to tell you cool to yeah. them. You know, it's like, I have something really cool to tell you. Yeah. I want, I want you to, to care, you know, about mm. what we're saying. The kids are fine. The kids are doing what kids do mm. is how do we as busy modern day parents, <laughs> yeah. um, do our work, our sacred work in parenting in mm. a mindful way. And, um, and there are ways to do that, you know, like we, we just talked about what our tips are, you know, that we do. Mm. And, um, and then it helps if for those, you know, who have another partner in their house, you know, like yourself to, to kind of strategize with them too. Mm. And I mean, like, you know what, I'm finding myself in this position and I'm having a hard time with that. And how can we structure our family? So that we're setting ourselves up for success, you know, mm. so that we can be the parents that our kids want us to be, you know, the way that we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just the way, you know, I want to see them is something that I question myself, you know, it's like, how do I see this person in front of me? You know, because a lot of times I I would get kind of like narrow in my thoughts. You know, I get blinded with with what people are telling me, and I'm just really not aware, other than of me being aware of myself. It's like one thing that I was kind of running into actually is is a quote from Bruce Lee. That famous mm. uh, water quote is uh, to empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, like water. You know, when you imagine water to be very fluid, adaptable to change, gentle, powerful at the same time, you know, that's, that's what I feel like that, you know, I could fully embody that could really help me um, manage, you know, the things that I need to manage on a daily basis because I don't really know what's going to be coming to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm being like water, you know, and just adapting, you know, he, he mentions putting water into a cup becomes a cup water into a teapot, it becomes a teapot. And if I could use that in a way that I can take on the lens of each person that I'm trying to understand, so I can essentially flow and and become a part of them in a sense, you know, then I can fully understand what this person is saying, or what is it that he's trying to do? 
um you know so i could at least have that understanding so that next time if i were to come to the situation where i'm just unsure you know if i can just like you said just just uh not beat myself up at the same time too mm-hmm. you know rather just slide into it slide into it and without judgment and what what what's what what would be the outcome if you didn't judge it you know you never know Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be the greatest thing that ever happened in your life mm-hmm. because you did not judge that event for what you thought it was when you're placing your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So there's just so many layers of thoughts that could be placed upon it. But when you clear it off and you become like water, you never know what it's, what, what it's going to become. I want to, I want to really focus on that point of not judging the situation. Mm -hmm. I know, I know, I know, I know that so many parents and will, will beat themselves up, you know, will have so much guilt about um, guilt, frustration. I'm not being who I want to be, you know, like, and so much of that. And 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 the truth is none of that's helping you actually be right. who you want to be like in yeah. any way whatsoever. So you get choices, like yes. you get choices of what you're going to do with a situation. You get to decide you get to be in the driver's seat. Yes. So if I didn't, if I didn't parent the way I wanted to be, I I'm now at the lane. I get the choice. I can drive to the right mm-hmm. and strategize and see, mm-hmm. look at the situation from an overview and strategize. I can, you know, turn right or I get the choice. I can turn left and go down the lane of guilt and judging myself and um, create a narrative of how, um, how I'm not the parent that I want to be. I'm not being a good mom. I'm not enough. Um, And I can drive down that lane. Um, depending on your conditioning, depending on the cycles that you learn, depending on the patterns that you, that were repeated for you, it's an automatic left, you know, it's like, well, this is what we do. You know, you're not even like thinking about, oh, wait a minute. I have another choice. I can actually choose to not go down that lane, go the other way, but through mindful work and conscious living, you Mm -hmm. start to realize I don't need to follow those patterns. I don't need mm-hmm. to go along with those narratives. They're mm-hmm. not doing a thing for me in any mm-hmm. way whatsoever. They're not even helping me. And then I have to climb my way out of that, you know, because now I dug myself. I went down a path. Now I have to actually turn around, drive all the way back to go towards the other side. Mm-hmm. So it takes you longer to get to where you want to be. You know, when you make that choice of beating yourself up and it's easier said than done, but believe me, if I can do it, you know, based with my experience and the way I was raised and the trauma I experienced, anyone can do it. Like you can make that really mindful effort of just blocking away that side and say, I'm I'm just, it doesn't serve me. I'm Mm. not going there. Mm. Beautiful. And, you know, I want to add on to that just, just more, more recently, um, you know, like uh, just my relationship with my wife, um, you know, she, we have certain roles in the house and sometimes when she runs errands, uh, she notices, she's been telling me more lately that she notices that she's rushing herself, rushing herself to get things done. And those are expectations that she placed upon herself. Mm. 
you know, when those expectations are placed and she doesn't meet those expectations, you know, at the end of the day, then she beats herself up. Mm. You know, so it's just a running circle. And she's noticing that even more frequently. It's like, mm-hmm. Enos, man, I'm, I run to the store. I do this. I do that. I come home. I cook. And, you know, I put all this pressure. I dealt with traffic and, and all that. And, you know, I just don't feel good at the end of the day. I notice that my mind is racing this whole time and I'm trying to get this thing completed, but my body's not even there for me to, to even achieve, achieve that expectation, you know? So she's really getting to the point and I've been walking her along this path. I w- I'm not trying to get myself involved because I understand that's her own journey in a way, right. Mm-hmm. For her to figure that out for herself, you know? And, but now she's like, Enos, I'm hitting this point where I'm just getting so frustrated, so caught up, and I'm still accomplishing some things, but it's not to what I understand it to be. Maybe I should slow things down a little bit. <laughs> what, do, what, what do I think about that? You know, and then I was like, that is, that's a great step. You know, be kind to yourself, you know, just love yourself and accept the things that you cannot control. Um, and always just learn to pivot from that and just, just be, yeah, just be aware of those uh, expectations that you fail to meet. And give mm-hmm. yourself a pat on the back for the things that you actually did. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that is how it works is yeah. you, you realize the situation. You realize that a lot of times you've placed in your, yourself in that situation based on expectations. And, right. and again, you know, the way that, that we grew up will have a lot to play into it. Right. And then the power comes and the magic comes when you give yourself your own solution. Because before that time, I'm sure that somebody would have said, you know, just lower your your expectations. You don't actually have to be that fast at it. And it wouldn't have worked. Mm. Like The solutions uh, a lot of times have to come from our own awareness. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's and that's a you know a beautiful thing it's like again it just comes back to our, our control our control that we have over and when we make that real uh, realization that we have the power like Sal said to make the choice to make the change to make to strategize to do all the things that we got to do that's the beautiful thing we have the choice mm-hmm. and until you're done experiencing whatever it is you're trying to experience um, and you make that again, just the power, the magic that comes with it. Um, you know, you, you'll still run into challenges, but you approach it differently each and every time. And I'm seeing that more and more. You know, if I were to get on a phone call with an angry applicant or angry angry person before I even get on the call, I ask myself, "Was like, who do I want to be in this conversation?" Mm. Do I want to be calm? Do I want to be present? Okay, that's the intention. Let's go into it with that idea. And a lot of times the conversations turn out wonderfully, Mm -hmm. no bad vibes. They're not screaming at me. I'm just giving them the service, giving them a solution. And, you know, they enjoy my company. They actually want to even talk even more. Um, So again, maybe it's just even setting the intention for the day in the morning, you know, without even expectation of it even happening or getting done. It's like, I just, I just wish or intend for just a day full of organization, a day full of loving relationships, you know, just list whatever it is that's on your mind that for that morning mm-hmm. and expect some good things to come from that. If, if it came from good intentions, good. Yeah. I love how you said you, ch- you decide who do I want to be in this call? 
Mm, you yeah. know, <laughs> that was, yeah, I figured it out like maybe a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, because it's easy for uh, that. That's again, just reacting to a situation. I could have picked up the phone right when it rang, but I, I give it two, three, you know, and then I close my eyes and I was like, okay, what's the intention for this phone call? Mm-hmm. And that, that's just so empowering because in my mind, as we're having the conversation, that's still bubbling up in, in me. It's like, okay, if I notice any bad vibes coming from me, then I know that I didn't make it to, to what my intention was. And mm-hmm. I can always adjust from there. Yeah, I do. A, I do a slightly different, but same, same idea. Yeah. Um, I'll say, I'll take a deep breath. And then go into my body and say, how do I want to feel right now? Mm. Like, what kind of space do I want to be in? And, um, you know, because those transitions in everything that we do, everything that we do, we're constantly doing different things and being different things for different people. And so for me, even right before we do this podcast, you know, I take a Mm. moment to... All right, you know, I'm present. How do I want to feel while I'm doing the the call? And when mm. I talk to the parents, when they do like their one on ones, right mm. before I'll be like do, 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 doing all my thing, doing all my work, and then I right. get the reminder of the call, and then I pause. Nice. Like, how do I want to feel on this call? You know. Nice. Uh, so, <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, I like the yeah. I I work so much with feelings, but I love yeah. the. It's the same thing when you same say, who "Do I want to? Who do I want to be in this call?" Same thing. Be- yeah, same exact mm-hmm. thing. And how, like, how, how has that worked out for you in those sessions when, when you run into that and, and you, you do that before each call? Like, does it work out for you or is there anything else yes. that you could approve? Yeah. Yes, because um, the pause and the intention of creating the space. So when I, right. uh, when I ask myself, what do I want to feel? I also am creating a new space. Nice. Uh, a lot of times I'm receiving, you know, I'm receiving um, mm. what's happening in other people's lives. And right. so I need to be at a grounded space for that because that's the place where I can then coach from, where I can then share right. from. And that's, that's a different space than I am otherwise, you know, because then before mm. that call, I'm usually um, giving in terms of creating things, you know? And so when I'm doing a coaching call though, I'm receiving other people's lives into yeah. my space. So I have to yeah. create that space nice. and it, it literally takes a minute. It doesn't even take maybe even less really. Um, but that same tip is yeah. the same tip when I close my computer, you know, and I go pick up the kids. Yeah. Uh, it's like, all right, now we're moving on to that space because I need to create that space for that. Right. We have like, I have four different pickups. So it yeah. takes us about an hour from the time I leave to the time we get home. Wow. And they have all the wow. things they want to tell me. And, yeah. um, and so I have to make that space, you know, mm. to receive. Now I'm receiving, you know, so mm. now I have to like create that space. Mm. And honestly, I think, you know, I, I think as we, how we start to, to to wrap up our chat really is that in itself you know it's like when you said who do i want to be and for that for at this at this moment who do i want to be at the moment when i'm picking up the phone mm-hmm. and i think about who do i want how do i want to feel you know mm-hmm. when when i move on to something else mm-hmm. we i don't know realistically if we can do all the things 
I've had to, part of doing all the things has been not doing the things, right? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's great. I love that. Yeah. I had to limit what all the things were and limit yeah. it so I could actually do it because, you yeah. know, um, and then the second part of organizing all that is at the different moments of, of, of the different roles that I play, mm-hmm. who do I want to be in those spaces? Mm-hmm. And taking that moment to transition to that space. Yeah. I actually think of all the things, that's probably the most powerful technique for, for preventing some of the triggers, preventing some of yes. the Yes, nice. Yes, I love the preventative stage, yes. Because transitions become a lot easier as you, as you as you work through those things. And yeah, I just I just love setting the intention every time. And because I don't do it for like how you explain, like closing the laptop. I haven't gone that far yet, but it makes even more sense to do it that way because you're just really just closing the end of a book for you to start another chapter and, and something else. Like you said, mm-hmm. sliding into you know the different conversations with your kids. And you know, it's like if I can achieve this universal state of who is it do I want to be? What if I just say that I just want to be good? Mm. That's it. Period. Good. Because what comes of goodness? Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I could really keep that simple for myself and everything that I approach, whether it's organizing, whether it's work, whether it's you know relationships, if I can just set the intention, I just want to be good you know, I'm going to try that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to close my laptop and say, I heinous. I just want to be good. And I, I don't know what's going to come of it, but I can expect it to be good. Mm-hmm. Putting that intention and, and yeah. the mindfulness into what we're doing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. I would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts. Reach out anytime you like by visiting theparentingalchemy.com. Be well.